So you see, you get on the 134, Sinead, and you mm-hmm. come down uh, west, and then you want to take the interchange there and get off of Buena Vista. That's right, that's right. Traffic, was it good? It was terrible. It was a terrible day in traffic land. <laughs> terrible day, but she's here. That's Sinead DeFries. We call her SDV. We don't. I just made that up. Well, I mean, that was what a lot of people called me really? for a lot of my life. SDV. Really? SDV? Yeah. I never got it because I didn't think SDV rolled off the tongue, you know? It it's not like one of those like, hey, KJ. It's not like that, you know? So I always wondered how people felt comfortable calling me that, but they did. SDV. Well, you played sports, right? That's a good mm-hmm. sports nickname. Well, because it was three letters, I think. It like, just, my coaches and my teachers liked it more because it was kind of, like, funny. Right. But, you know, people did also used to ask me if my middle name was Duh. Duh. Because I didn't, I don't have a middle duh. name. And yeah. so people would ask me that all the time. They're like, hey, is your middle name Duh? I'm like, no, it's not. You don't have a middle name. That's an interesting mm-hmm. point. My dad doesn't either. Hey, I'm Ken Napsack. I do have a middle name, Kenneth Allen Napsack. Here I am. Uh, we're filling in both. Uh, well, you're here normally on Thursdays, but we're filling in for Josh McCuga, mm-hmm. who is uh, out and about handling some business. Be back tomorrow for the Positivity Report. A lot of fun. Don't forget to check out the podcast version. Check out the podcast version. Just search Good People Association where podcasts are found. Casting Talks back as well. Uh, we'll handle some more business as the show goes on. But this is fun because you and I really don't share a lot of airways together. Now, I don't know if we've ever like, <laughs> like probably by ourselves never. never i don't think ever this is like a, it's usually when other people tell us to be somewhere yeah. and we have to be there because that's our job this is like an <laughs> awkward elevator ride i mm-hmm. know it's like <laughs> what's that hey uh sprinkles yeah, no. yesterday <laughs> i don't i don't believe that we have ever done this yeah well i never did the tv talking i don't watch tv shows yeah when they when they would bring me on movie talk i'd be like i don't watch movies <laughs> they're, they're like oh, we're gonna fire you i was like this is a probably smart decision <laughs> Shame. Well, you know what? There's a first time for everything. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. In fact, I, I don't know. I want to morally, what's your choices? Oh, damn. Well, what do you, what's, what's your choices? Get this out of here. You don't like the chocolate? No. The, the inside of the chocolate ones, these ones are all right. The best one is the powdered one, all right? If you're going to go, if you're going to go convenience store, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. powdered ones are the best. The inside of the chocolate ones are dry AF. That's probably true. And plus, these are the 7 Eleven brand. They didn't have a lot of choices this morning. The 7 Eleven powdered sugar ones, I mean, it's all preservatives and like right. plastic, basically, but yeah. it's delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ikaika Shively's pressing the ones and twos, and uh, he's taking the weight loss challenge very seriously. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any of these tempt you? Nope. <laughs> Fine, I'll eat it. My temptation will be at California Venture today. I thought you guys were all doing that. Are you all doing a weight loss challenge? We are all doing it, and I'm competing. I'm in it, but this guy, he's like got charts, graphs. He knows his numbers. Down seven pounds in two weeks. Seven pounds in two weeks. Seven pounds two weeks? Yeah. Oh, man. Good job. Good for you. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm proud of you. Proud of you, son. Yeah. But you're heading to California Adventure in Disneyland. You're going to be stuffing churros into your garbage disposal That's mouth. That's true. Yeah. It's okay. But and you have to get a corn dog because then yeah. I, what's the point of going to Disneyland, you know? I never had a corn dog there, so I'm going to get it for the first time. You've today. never had a corn dog at Disneyland? No. Oh, your life? Turkey Lake. Dude, listen to me. Listen to me, son. <sighs> let, let, young grasshopper, listen to me. Your life is about to change forever as you know it. The corn dog will change your whole entire freaking life, all right? I promise you it is delicious. Aren't we the same age? No, no, you're at least 20 years younger. Cause she, <laughs> I think we're like 20 she, days apart. She's like a mother. She's a mother. That, that Adam, Adam, yeah, yeah, she is, is true. She is. Motherly instinct. I don't know. I'm going to be walking around a lot. So. Where where do you get the corn dog at D-Land? Um, it, uh, they have them everywhere. But the main place I know, I guess if you're just going to California Adventure, I don't know where they sell them in there. But mm. Corn dog castle. 
in the what? in the no in the main Disneyland, it's like right when you come in. Yeah. It it's like on the right hand side once you pass all the little shops. It is on the right hand side, oh. and it's there is the churro cart. It's like a little bit further, yeah. but it's just off to the side a little bit before the castle. Before, before yes, like before you start even entering the the area around the castle. Right, there's that little restaurant I never go to. It's yes. a little too bright for yes. me. Yes, yes, and then they have a cart there, and it's kind of like old old timey. And then they have a bunch of like little chip bags in front of it. And yeah, they, yeah, cool. yeah. It's, but that's that's Corn Dog Castle, yeah, California that's Adventure. Not, that's yeah. not a real thing. It is. I mean, not at California Adventure. Yes, it is. I mean, not at Disneyland. Oh. <laughs> Disneyland. Sorry, <laughs> they don't have a Corn Dog Castle in the yeah. main. Dis- yeah, 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 in the main yeah, yeah. Disneyland, they just have it off to the side. I like that though. It's the car because I, I always ask people, "You like churros? Where do you get your churro? Where do you get your hot chocolate?" Because if you go to Disneyland enough, you have a specific cart. You just you nailed that cart test. Oh yeah, it's, it's so good. And I don't even eat corn dogs that often, but when I do. It's usually at Disneyland. <laughs> Mustard, ketchup, nothing. Just honestly, on a stick. I think when you have a Plate. corn dog at Disneyland, it's better to eat it with nothing because it mm. is so like mm-hmm. it's so good all on its own. It doesn't need anything, you know. But I do yeah. in general. I'm, I love mustard. Like, it's insane how much I love mustard. I always have, like, seven varieties in my fridge. Oh, yeah, we have that right now. I'm always yelling at Grace because she moves them on the show. Not yelling like I'm an a-hole back at her. Where's the mustard? <laughs> um, but, like, I have, like, they all go in one section. Yeah. And I come back to the fridge every time, and they're not in that section. And then I just go, where's the mustard? You move my Dijon. Uh, that's how I am. That's how you are? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wh- where's the mustard? What? Hey, what did you do with the mustard? No, not that crap. I want the real the mustard. Real the mustard. one in the jar, not the squeezy kind. Yeah, you no. Don't, well, you <laughs> I, like I to spoon it. yours out? Oh, yeah, like a good horseradish mustard. You got to you gotta spoon it out, you know? <laughs> it's dignified. If you're squeezing it, then I know that that's got to be like Heinz. I don't want to squeeze out my mustard. You don't I don't want it to be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What what are you what are you some ragamuffin? It's some state fair squeezing mustard on the brick of French fries. I freaking love mustard. And I love horseradish even more than I love mustard. Ooh, I grew I grew into horseradish. Horseradish? Horseradish. I grew into horseradish uh, with like a good French dip. Yeah. God, I'm hungry. That's how I got into it was just on like a I think it was like a steak of provolone sandwich at like Chili's back in the day. <laughs> oh, you mentioned Chili's and Mark Riley just left the desk. I, know, I, was, like, no. I was just going to pitch to him. <laughs> yeah, what's, what, uh, what's your gateway to the condiments is a good uh, topic for life. Just like what got you to what? Yeah. I used to hate mayonnaise and then all of a sudden one day, and I, now I call it mayonnaise, which is weird. I don't of mayonnaise. like mayonnaise. American mayonnaise t- tastes gross to me. It's better in South Africa. What's, oh, I, lo- I, love, I love regional, in this case, like international mm-hmm. different v- markets. What's, what's the difference? Less sugar? Always less sugar with America. Well, in America, or it more is. Sugar. Yeah, in America, it's definitely sweeter. I thought you were mm. just being sarcastic. No. In America, <laughs> it's sweeter for sure. And it's uh, got more of a. It's not as like salty either. Like it's mm. like less. It's less flavorful. In South Africa, it just has like more of like an actual punch. I don't. I, it's hard to explain. It's just really, really good. I, you got to go. I guess you got to experience it. Yeah. yeah. Was there. Is there. Um, I, I I apologize for asking this question. If you've answered it before, when, hmm. when, when did you, when did you come come over here? Is a weird question to ask, but uh, yeah, ninety uh, nine. We got a job because, or my we got a mm-hmm. contract over here. My dad did because of the Y two K. So my dad's highly uh-huh. specialized in computers. Yeah, and he used to work for BP, the oil company in South Africa, and yeah. he did all their like data and systems and whatever not. And so he got this contract with this law firm. And at the time, they were like the biggest law firm in the world. And so we had to 
we had to choose between Australia or America. And basically they were like, listen, the Y2K is happening. Our systems are about to go down. We need you to come here, be here mm -hmm. leading up mm -hmm. to it, be here to fix the aftermath, help right. us through it. So we're like, all right, damn. So then the Y2K never happens, obviously. No. <laughs> we all know that. We all know how that story ends. And so we're like, whoa, now what? And then they're like, oh, well, you still have a contract here, so you're going to finish your contract. Did you have a vote in the family, Australia or America? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did. Me and my sister did. We were like, we want to go to Hollywood. And then they yeah. uh, dropped us in. Um, Van Nuys. <laughs> yeah. No, we, they dropped us in like the burbs of Illinois. Well, first we went to Atlanta. What are you, Black Widow? Yeah. You, like <laughs> it was insane. And so we first went to Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. And yeah. it was the one year they had a record blizzard. And so we had come from South Africa in January where it's summer. Yeah. And then we landed in Atlanta and we were like whoa snow and then five minutes later we were like we hate this place this is not normal we need to go home and then we ended up in Illinois so wow. it wasn't like dropping us in Chicago they were dropping us this, 40 miles outside of Chicago this is so I was gonna ask like what point did you like did you come here and then realize hey the food's different than there this is way more interesting than the food talk <laughs> uh the, the the y2k so y2k I was underneath a parking structure huddled with like six LAPD officers waiting for the world to end stop it no yeah we were all like uh, we, our our mall was going to be a staging area they did not know so we, we had six uh, LAPD Devonshire officers waiting just like all of us looking at the sky waiting for like southwest planes to just fall out of the sky um that's so it's honestly so insane to think back on the y2k <laughs> Okay, and be like, wait, like that was a thing that we really thought was gonna happen. And so now I just now I just picture go to Illinois and your and your dad just like this looking at the computer. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's like a there. there's like a countdown. <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane to think about. But people always think I'm joking. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we really came over here because of the Y2K. That's really That's what happened. Fascinating. And then you're here, and then you're like, well, Illinois ain't Hollywood. No, that's the that's mayonnaise what my has more sugar. Said. We were like, we want to go to Hollywood. We want to go to Hollywood. And then we were like, holy crap, this is not like they told us. They have been lying to us for years. But yeah, <laughs> we've been here. We've been in LA now for ten years. Ten years this year. So, oh wow, yeah. You just get used to you get used to kind of like the grind of. Yeah. Things are very different from city to city in this country. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's United States indeed. Where we 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 are so different. You cross state lines. It's Not insane. only just how it looks. I love that cross country drive. Like we yeah. were talking the other day with Riley. You hit Oklahoma and the beautiful red sands mm -hmm. and this and that. Mm -hmm. But then uh, then you stop in Little Rock, like I did at a Sonic, and they saw my California license plate, and they did this. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like it's like so terrifying sometimes because you're just like, ooh. Yeah. They don't like me here. I know that. <laughs> they don't like me here. <laughs> yeah. And that was just Mark Riley. Hi, Mark Riley. You're back. Hi, I'm back. Sorry about what that. What did man. you do for Y2K? Y2K, <laughs> I was wandering around Bourbon Street in uh, oh, New that's Orleans. Nice. What? I, I do love Bourbon Street. I do, too. I got yeah, to take do. Grace there. But. We did the big... Huge celebration. It was, I was like, if it's gonna go to hell, mm, we're yeah. gonna be we're gonna be in the middle of it. That's good. That is, yeah. I like that mentality. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a great idea. Because I mean, it was. I mean, ninety nine to two thousand was pretty big. It did, that was a weird concept, anyways. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was just yeah. everyone was all over the place. Everyone was like way uglier. Yeah, way tackier. I know I was. Yeah. <laughs> just went physically uglier. Far less <laughs> goals and motivation and yeah. wherewithal. No one was. Woke. Oh yeah. It was just a very we, very rough time. Um, I mean, I've been so I've been like depressed after watching that Woods. Stock 99, Doc. I, I mentioned oh, I it yesterday. See, yeah. Because you see where the rage was building to, mm -hmm. where the rage was coming. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was a documentary, but I listened to a podcast and it was fantastic. 
What podcast? Because I want more. What was it? Because the doc's on HBO Max. It's really good. But any doc is going to tell its own story. Yeah. And they told their own story for sure. But they highlighted things that are video. There, there's, it's not like they made stuff up. It's there. And, and the riots and the fires and, and the sexual assaults and, and, right. and just the white male rage just boom, just exploding. And as one of the commentators said, and then it all went into the chat rooms for the next 20 years. Yeah, ago. totally. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird time. I gotta f- I'll figure it out. I listened to where I listened to it, but it was really good. And I had no idea any of that went down. At all, obviously. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, I get that, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, I was just coming out of you know rock radio, so it was like still kind of. Even though I was in LA, I was like, yeah, keeping tabs on it. And it just like from afar, it just seemed like I, that didn't do well. That, you know, fires and mud, but it wasn't mud. They were actually swimming around in uh, um, uh, um, poop. Yeah. And people didn't care. They didn't care. Anyways, it's a watch. It's fascinating. I've got. I got. It's gotta like having it. a kid, you know. You just. Just through poop all the time. I've heard. I've heard. I text my friend Billy, producer at Screen Junkies. How you doing? Just watching, washing poop off myself and my kid in the shower. And Tuesday. you laughed, and he cried. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go back to playing video games." <laughs> Your life sucks, but I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Like, yeah, you, you're, you're you're still one of the more honest parents, and I, I respect that about you. Oh, yeah, always. You, you got to be honest. You got to let people know what they're getting themselves <laughs> into. <laughs> it's not like raising a puppy. No, I wish people would have told me things, you know? Yeah. When someone told me, oh, contractions are like just someone's pinching your stomach, I wish I could go back and punch that biatch in the face, you know? Who told you that? Some doctor. She was like, have you had a period before? I'm like, duh, obviously. Hi, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how did I get you? She's like, it's like that. Like, when you got your period, just a little bit more like pinchy. But with a barbed wire bat. Yeah. Uh, con- uh, contractions, being in labor, yeah. literally thinking back on it, if I was in a car and that happened to me, I would have just opened the door and rolled out. That's the moment you roll out. The pain is unfreaking bearable. It is the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. I'm, I'm not laughing. I'm just like, because I, I had my, I had like a gallbladder situation. My gallbladder <laughs> was removed. And, and the doctor was like, this is kind of like the male equivalent of childbirth. I was like, I'll do 20 of these. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> also, I, I did the whole thing without drugs because I'm a metaphobic and I have a fear of throwing up. So mm. I can't do drugs. And they were about to give me the drugs. Yeah. And then she put the bag on the bed. And I said, what is that? And she said, that's in case you need to throw up. I said, why would I need to throw up? And she goes, oh, a lot of women throw up after the epidural. I said, no, thanks. Take your drugs. Take your bag. Get out of my room. Like, I'm not doing this. And she's like, you don't want these drugs. And I was like, no. And then my parents came in. They were like, Hey, so we heard you were thinking about not getting the drugs. I was like, nope, you guys are stuck with me like this for the next five hours because I am not taking those drugs. But it was, oh my God, not doing without drugs. Yeah. Oh. You're a hero. How many people came into the delivery room? Is this some British sitcom sketch where everyone's just coming in? <laughs> no. The leading up to it, I was about I they they were I elected to have a C section, right? Okay. So you call me a hero, but really, the reality, I told the anesthesiologist, he was like, hey, uh, a lot of people regret not having natural childbirth. You want to make sure. I was like, I'm not trying to be a hero right now. I right. just want this thing <laughs> out of me. The alien that's clawing at my insides. And he was like, all right, we're just going to go ahead and do the C-section now because you're really dilated. Yeah. And I was like, cool. He's like, if you don't start pushing, then we have to go do a C-section. I was like, wonderful. And he's like, when's the last time you ate? And I was like, eh, like 45 minutes ago. Is that all right? And he's like, what'd you eat? And I was like, an entire hot dog. <laughs> and he was like. With mustard. He, yeah. And he was like, what? He's like, we can't we can't give you the C-section drugs, the ones in your back. Yeah. That may, basically make you go numb. Because you had a hot un- dog? Until it's been at least like four hours. And I was like, what? 
Because I guess like an, uh, like this anesthesia is, makes mm-hmm. food travel to your lungs. Right. <clears throat> so I sure. had to wait there for five hours in labor with base. Mm-hmm. Harrison at that point is basically walking out <laughs> of my body. So I was just sitting there like, oh my God, like what is going to happen? Until so they were like forced to put me in, you know. And to do it. Yeah, because it. I, once my water broke, they said it was just like no- nothing. But it's because no. I got into a car accident the day before. So what? it was just, you know. What? Yeah, I was in a three-car pileup. I I what? gave birth to Harrison two two and a half weeks early because I was in a three-car pileup on the one ten. But you could have been like a <clears throat> uh, local truck driver helps woman give birth on one ten freeway. You could have been that news story. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> wish could. that would have been amazing. Think of all the coverage you would have gotten. I know. I probably would have gotten gifts, <laughs> mentions, it. or going through the roof. Yeah, that's next one. Next one. Next one. <laughs> next one. Yeah. Next one. Uh, that's yeah okay fascinating. I mean, I, I I admire it to the high heavens. I, I, obviously, I can't comprehend any of the pain, any of the stories. But but yeah, so I mean, you get through it. <laughs> you, get, right. you get through it. I, I like though that you're uh, so it wasn't you weren't doing a natural child childbirth birth no. because like my sister gave birth to her first kid in a treehouse in Santa Cruz with no with like a midwife and that was it. I mean, I God listen, bless them. Power to you. I've seen the, the women who deliver their own baby. That's just not I mean, mean. I think that's gross. But and I think that that's okay. You know, I'm like, ew, you did what? I mean, amazing for you, but like, for you, gross. Your own journey. And like, I don't think be me thinking it's gross. It mm. doesn't mean it's gross. Does, yes, right. It's, it's, it's that is my perspective on how mm. I wanted to do childbirth and how I wanted my hospital experience to be. But most of the reason was because I got into a car accident. I had a mm. horrible pregnancy. Harrison had like a five percent chance of survival. I had Whoa. to see all these specialists. I had some weird, weird, rare like disease thing of the of pregnant people that pe- pregnant people get. Mm. Less than one percent of people in the world get this thing, and they were like ninety five percent chance this kid's not going to make it to six months. Wow. So by the time I was getting ready to deliver I was like get this thing out of me and then none of you talk to me ever again turn your backs yeah I don't don't even want the card that says like welcoming your bundle of joy don't even send that to my house I don't want to see anybody I don't want to see another doctor for at least at least a year no balloons no stuffed animals yeah so that's why I'm so honest about it because I'm like hey just so you know everybody's Mm. process is so different and I get I'm the one that gets shamed or people like me who are the ones that get shamed because I I am so honest being like it's gross or like I didn't want right. to do it that way and it ends up being me and mothers like me that get shamed and that's what I try very hard to combat because if people would have told me hey by the way this is going to suck and everything right. I would have been a lot more receptive to when things really did suck but for me I felt like my it was confusing as hell I was like yeah. wait a second I'm how come I'm not like on Instagram being like <laughs> with my board you yeah, know yeah. like yeah, I none of that happened for me because it was a nightmare. All yeah. being pregnant was an absolute nightmare. The whole journey, the whole like from the beginning, because it was my first, my second ultrasound. So the first one went fine, but my second ultrasound, they were like, "Oh yeah, like you know how the baby's supposed to be floating in your body? Mm. You have no liquid in that thing." So mm. he looked like it was. He looked like he was wrapped in a cocoon. It was one of the most dark, morbid things I've ever seen in my life. Really? So I didn't even take sonograms home. Like it, you- the whole process was so different. Than everything you expect. No, jo- yeah, none of that. Yeah, no, because they were like, ooh, ooh. So then, did you start to take on this? Like, you, you talk about shame, but just like something's wrong with me. Something's I don't understand me. me. Yeah. I'm doing this wrong, and yeah. that's where it manifests. And a hundred percent, or like, mm. 
or also like the resentment of not having a normal pregnancy or right. not, you know, and I resented everybody around me for that because I was like, what, what is happening? Yeah. And then also I didn't tell anybody and that was why. And the reason I didn't tell anybody is because I just needed to get through it. Like I was struggling so much the, like mentally. Through the pregnancy it. overall. Yeah. I was like depressed. I was so anxious. And then I had crazy like prepartum if that's mm-hmm. even a thing because mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. was so desperate to just make sure that this kid was going to be in the world because for 6 months I was told he might not live like we don't know for what to s- tell the you the whole the whole journey I was cleared finally until I was like 7 months when they finally told me well it looks like you're good and I'm like that's cool. crazy see you never know see you, you you and I worked together we didn't work directly at Defy but like I'd see you in the hallways all the yeah. time and I was like hey I'm yeah hi I'm Harloff's weird friend um, but like you know, you're not broadcasting this to the world. I, most of us probably didn't even know you were pregnant. Uh, no, uh, I don't you know. think a lot of people did. Yeah, no. Which also shows that we just don't pay attention. Well, I mean, I went to Josh's <laughs> place because he was like, "Hey, I've been trying to get you on the show." Blah blah. blah. Right. And I was like, "Yeah, well, I had a baby." <laughs> and he was like, "What?" what? Uh, yeah, that's why though. And like, I I just feel like for a long time I was like, "No, I don't have to explain anything to anybody." Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, "No, I do. I have to explain things to people because there are a lot of people out there." that have way worse pregnancies than even I did. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. think it's just important to be honest and important to, like, tell women. And that's the same reason I say, like, I didn't love him when I gave birth to him. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, what? And I'm like, no, I had to... I just I didn't know him. I had to get I, to know him. I think him. it's great. Like earn it, kid. Yeah, you you earn my love. <laughs> earn it. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. No, I I uh, yeah I, I think you know, you're talking like pre part of like how do they get that? How do those resources get out? How do we communicate that? That's important, but it, it comes down to a more open society and someone like you talking about it. Absolutely. I just want other women to know like it's okay to hate being pregnant, and yep. it's okay to not want to talk about it, and it's okay if you have postpartum and you are you have a kid and you're just like. All right, what's next? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all those feelings are normal, and the amount of pressure that you feel as a woman to be like, I've loved you from the minute I felt you. And like, that's fine. If that is your journey, I that's your journey, love yeah. that. Like, I love everybody's journey. And that's the whole, that's the whole point. I yeah. don't, I'm not negative because I'm taking away anything from the people who have the best journey. I just, think I have to be honest because my exp- I'm not faking being negative. It was a very negative right. experience. And I want the people who have the bad experience, they're also okay to talk about, you know? This is no, this is great stuff. I think it's I think it's powerful. We're talking about mustard and pregnancies and equally as important as each of them. Plus, I hope at one point you just turn to Harrison and go, look, you earned it, you can lose it. <laughs> yeah. I always tell him things like that actually. I'm like, hey, you know, like I'm gonna have to call the people that mommy and daddy bought you from. <laughs> and he's always like, and what are they gonna do, huh? You know, Harrison's way too smart, but he knows. Seems like it. He'll be like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And I go, they'll come take you. And he goes, well, if they come take me, I will lock the door. And that's like his big, that's his big, I will lock the door. He will not come inside. Or sometimes he looks at Nils and he'll be like, leave, daddy. I need you to leave. Go get in the, go get in the bin. Go get in the bin. What? <laughs> And I'm like, ooh, he told you to get in the bin. What uh, do you do? You lock him in a bin, or what is? Or is no, that like the, the trash. Uh, Harrison ah. says certain things like in a South African and British accent, right, right. Or he ha- he uses certain slang, and South African and British slang are pretty much the same, right. So right. Uh, he, we he's obviously picked up things, but he will sometimes. He's like, mommy, <laughs> I decided 
I don't want daddy anymore. We have to go get a new one from the store. Call the people where we got daddy from. And I'm like, wow, he really took this and turned it around. He's, he's got a you. whole narrative going. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the day he found out that we bought him from somewhere, like yes. a, the baby store, now there's a parent store, too. Like, he took that so fast. Oh, he was that's like, a- yeah, for me, the parent store is Target. Uh, I, you can return me there anytime. That's that's wonderful. See, see you, Kaika. Did you know any of this? Nope. <laughs> Look at this guy over there. Yeah, I it really all- did feel like getting, you know, talking about my vagina today and pregnancy hey, and all types of things. It's the positive report, which means we got to spread positivity. That's right. Which includes knowledge and, and how to handle things in the world there as well here. We also got some super chats we want to catch up to here. Uh, TJ says, look up Disney Pickle Corn Dog. Happy Thursday, y'all. Mm, yeah, that sounds uh, good. And Charles uh, Melanson just uh, gave us a nice uh, donation there on uh, uh, Super Chats as well. Uh, a a pickle dog? Kaika, you're my food expert dog. at Disneyland. Pickle- I've seen it, but mm. I've never had it. You just go to the... Oh, look at that. Okay, that, pickle corn dog. That, I didn't, oh, I it's... I wish I didn't see the inside of it. Yeah. It's, they put a corn dog inside a pickle and bread it all. That's graphic. Yeah, that looks. Oh, that. Oh, I think we shouldn't show that. That that's <laughs> gonna get us. That's that's a that's a PG thirteen at least right there going on there. Uh, we talked way too much about amniotic sacs because right now this <laughs> looks like an ultrasound. Uh, <laughs> I do love pickles though. Do you like pickles? I love pickles. Yeah. Sinead, I am a weird <laughs> deli pickle guy. Are you one of those people that could eat like a provolone and uh, a roast beef and pickle sandwich every day and be happy for the rest of your life? Yeah, yes. Uh, like you yeah. Love jelly sandwiches. Sandwiches are my favorite meal, which has been uh, going mostly plant based. Has been hard. The, the Subway veggie sandwich, the veggie delights, my savior, which oh, isn't yeah. really even a sandwich. Yeah, I can't. I can't do Subway anymore. Well. That's probably better for all of the world. Like we should. I was never. traumatized at, at a subway once when I saw this girl scooping that tuna, and the way she scooped it, she kept <laughs> going like this. <laughs> like me when I put Baxter's food food mush. Yes, yes. You and want then, some tuna? <laughs> I was like in the line. And I was like, is she doing this on purpose? Well, then the research shows the tuna is mostly made up of like uh, donkey yes. hooves or something. But <laughs> yeah. But I oh, I'm, I I read those news reports and I'm like. Mm, I'm hungry. I'm going to Subway. Uh, it's not a good thing. Yeah, they're definitely not going to be a sponsor now. But I go there often. But yeah, I am the I'm the uh, hey hey uh, hey yeah, you want to put some more pickles on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm that dude. That's funny. I we, do love pickles, man. I love them all too. I like the sweet ones, the little ones. I don't like. The, I like the, the straight up those deli kind of dill pickles. Mm, Slice like you them don't up. like the overly overly salty ones either. Then, uh, or do you no, like the salty ones? Yeah, I I'll like put some garlic ones. salt so on you, the pickle. Yeah, I love I love salty pickles, but I also like the sweet ones. You don't like the sweet ones? I don't. It's it's off. It's off putting to me. Well, they're better in South Africa, and I'm not just saying that because that that ties back into earlier. I'm dead serious. Let's go to Cape Town, everybody. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I could talk too long about pickles. Jed Murrow's in chat uh, says, "Okay, next time you're over homemade pickles." Uh, Jed Murrow, if you guys uh, know her, uh, writer extraordinaire, is a great garden. Um, has a lot of uh, ba- homemade basil that Grace flips for, and now apparently pickles. I'm gonna check those oh, out. I, I should do pickles because I'm right now. I'm doing. I'm you're, doing. Yeah, you so many garden, things, then. but I've never ever even thought of. Growing has pickles. that always been something you've done? The the, the gardening? No. The, you think that? Do you think that replaced your desire for a I second think child? I'm getting old. Is what's happening? Explain uh, more. Explain uh, more. Yeah, no. I uh, it happened right before right before the pandemic. I started gardening. The houseplant mm. thing happened during the pandemic, but I started gardening, right, right, right. and it started very simply with 
I just wanted some plants. Like I wanted mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. to look better because we live like on a dirt lot pretty much. And right. No grass grows. Um, yeah. So now we like water our weeds, you know, when it's the gardeners comes, I'm like, don't, don't you touch my weeds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, what you would call it, I, I started with vegetables and now I'm, I grow everything. I have like bok choy and um, cucumbers and obviously green peppers, tons of basil and like sage and chives and what pull, what pulls you in? What pulls because uh, Grace and her plant friends is a thing that they get more attention than than me and Baxter in the house. Like yeah. we're number two and three on the depth mm-hmm. chart. Um, what what pulls you in? Is it the or the, the connection to the earth? Something something magical or just like man, this fills a Tuesday afternoon. No, I love them. I love taking care of something and I love seeing the progress. I think that's what it is. And that also comes down to as well. It's like a it's like a, a very Im- not so immediate, but like you were it doesn't take forever. It's not like, right. you know, chipping away at an ice block, you know. It's like one of those things How many where people you know chipping away at ice blocks. I, don't know, so I watched a video the other day. It's really cool. <laughs> I listened to a podcast, Ice Chippers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exa- ice chippers who murder. Uh, but no, I, I think it's just the being able to see the change in your plants from week to week. A week goes by and your plant has changed completely, especially in the beginning stages. And it's it's a tangible, you can touch it, you can see it, you can feel it, a way of, of measuring not only... Um, progress, but during the pandemic, especially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was measuring. It was reminding you that like time was still moving because I think everybody felt so stuck. We were stuck in a virtual casino in a in a time suck. You know, yeah. like you were just like, what day is it? What time is it? What what I, year? It's eleven, but I can drink a beer, right? Because that's normal, yeah, and that's literally what I did. That's like I would did wake here. up and I'd be like, ah, all right, I'm gonna have a beer because I was just like so confused by all the time yeah. and. I think plants helped me measure that and help me stay sane because I have crazy like anxiety and OCD. Yeah, yeah. So I needed something so it's to a help focus. me. Yeah, and also just to remind me like, oh, you know, and I, I even have plants specifically that rise when the sun's up and sink when the sun goes down. Wonderful. And that helps. It just helps you feel sane and you're like, oh, it's the day. And you can see based on the way their leaves fall. But I counted them the other day and I had over 200 and I was like... I need to calm the f down. <laughs> I, look now, you man. Now, now house my, plants, house plants, the outside plants, house house plants, house plants alone. That was like besides all my vegetables. But the oxygen in your house has got to be just top notch. Yeah, but the bugs. Oh, that's true. So now we got like it's like ba- you basically are getting ready to come to the rainforest when you step yeah. into my house. I got humidifiers. I got. Bug zappers. It's it's a it's a process. It's all go down to Grandma Sinead. <laughs> yeah, he walks. She's been zapping like, them bugs. What the hell is that? And some the bug zappers like, and then there's just like air everywhere. No, it's Harrison's great. yellow the pants. I'm gonna take it back to the store, Ooh, the plant store. Well, yeah, that actually is one. That's like another thing too. I'm like, did you did you just throw your ball at my plant? And he's like, no, no. Like he knows. You go outside. Don't touch mommy's plant. <laughs> you don't touch mama's plant. Uh, do you, are do you? You're, I know you as a very hardworking person who's got uh, a lot of plates spin and a lot of things uh you're here early you're here late all those kind of things but do mm. you do you need that did you do you feel something uh, that that uh, that idea of progress coming coming out of the plants is that something you've needed or something that's just been always in you i'm fascinated with that that's a great way to look at plant growing right. i'm putting something into an effort into this and i see what's happening and that makes me feel x y and z you know what it is it's that Yes, I I come across as being someone who is always doing stuff, and mm-hmm. mostly because I have a kid, so just naturally I'm I'm juggling a lot. But the reality is, is I have debilitating anxiety when it mm-hmm, comes mm-hmm. to um, 
finishing projects. Right. And I have a lot of great ideas and I, I get so overwhelmed, I run away. And that sometimes those house plans are not good because mm-hmm. even like Mills and I talk about it too. He's like, you're doing that thing when you don't want to do something, so you're gardening instead. And I'm like, I know, because it's true. I do, I do find mm-hmm. comfort in these things that I can fix and make it look good and like, oh, this is wilting, done. And it, there's something in my brain that's like, hey, look, you did something, you're all right. Because sometimes I will sit down to do things and I won't be able to do them because yeah. when I get yeah. overwhelmed, I just, I'm like, well, I guess I'm done for the day, you know. Is there the anxiety based in, in when you think of finishing something that is the, either you can't finish it or you don't believe you can or you're afraid to leave that? Is it that that's what traps you there and the plants have, help you through that? Legitimately, I have no idea. Right. So the plants were a help during... The pandemic, especially because there was no one. I have a really hard time Mm self-motivating. Same. But there was no one telling me I didn't have to be anywhere. Like I didn't, you know, and it's crazy. And it sounds like, oh, wow, what a life you live. Poor you that like I have a producer that tells me what to do. A lot of my week is very produced in a way. And at least in terms of the time, my time, right? Once we get on camera, no one tells us, you know, we're hosts. So it's like, fine. But like being here at this time Mm -hmm. and being here at this time then means that anything else you had to do before then has to be done before that time. So like Mm. my day gets planned out really well. And during the pandemic, nobody was telling me what to do at what time. And it was really bad for someone like me who has a lot of anxiety. So the plants were a way for me to see something and feel good that I am finishing things and this is great. But then slowly I noticed it started becoming a very big distraction. So now I have to balance it, you know. I have to be like, don't go near your plants today. And I'll be like... It's See like, you guys tomorrow. Yeah, it, 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 I, I'm not making a direct comparison, but for me, video games, I'm not uh, super, super addicted to video games, but I can get into two of them to the point where I feel as though I'm accomplishing something. Like Absolutely. I, I robbed that that wagon today. I robbed that wagon, and I took that gold back. What, what are you playing? Re- I'm a Red Dead Yeah, I was going to say, are you, are you playing Red, Red Dead? Red Dead, yeah. yeah. Nils play that so, a lot, too? Yeah. yeah, as soon as you said, I robbed that wagon. <laughs> Does Nils need a posse partner? Because I'm looking to join <laughs> Shame, a posse. I, I feel so bad because Nils gets really really upset when he doesn't finish a video game he loves to see it through and he never finished red dead because he got so busy but he always Mm. talks about it he'll look over and he'll be like one day one day i'll finish the story of the video game is the only video game that made me cry really yeah like i think he cried too i don't know if i was supposed to say that Nils, I don't even know you, Nils, but we're we're in this together. Like there's a there's a scene, there's a song starts playing, yeah. and the main character's riding along, and it's like, "Well, you're gonna have a lifetime think, of memories." Dude, I like, think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Arthur's good. Arthur's. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Luckily, Grace and I didn't live together when that part of the game happened. Now I just played online in Rome. That's funny. That's yeah, really funny. If, Nil, if Nils needs a, a hold, holding hand partner on uh, Red Dead, I'll, t- I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Yeah, no. Uh, I got him a Switch, and then I immediately regretted getting him a Switch. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, cool. So I guess I'll see you like next week then. Bye. Bye. Like, Bye. This is ridiculous. Why did I get this thing? But I actually like having the switch now because now he can put Harrison on it. Oh, it's a great babysitter. Yeah, it's Just, a great babysitter. It's, it's all right. And he it, like he learns. It's actually if you get the right games. Yeah. I do think that video games can be very good for like coordination and. Oh. 
Yeah. You know, like learning, like moving this thing here and doing this there. I've noticed even like with Harrison playing soccer, like things like that Mm -hmm. really do make a difference the way your brain, you know, tells, hey, I have to do this thing to get this result. Society moves up and society goes faster. We can talk about movie trailers. I'm obsessed with movie trailers from like the 60s. The one that always always make it's Pink Panther, the first Pink Panther, and it's mm-hmm. like Pink Panther with Peter Sellers. Here's a scene for the movie. David Niven's gonna walk in and talk to him, and yeah. that's the trailer. Yeah. And now it's like shot, shot, shot. And I think yeah. that's because our generations have grown up with making split second decisions yeah, in your hands. Yeah, we have to be constantly stimulated, yeah. which is also not great. So that's just finding a balance. Yeah, there's a balance. Yeah, the MTV generation is good. Is 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 uh, you know editing, editing, pacing, all this stuff changed. But yeah, you're right. We have a tendency also to not be patient. Storytelling. We want our. We want to binge shows. We don't right. like questions. We got to know every plot answer. And yeah. So you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, Mark's got to go. Mark. Bye bye. <laughs> he like whispered. He's like, go. And you're like, all right, everybody. Mark is leaving. So, <laughs> okay. I just wanted to confirm that you, you, you're okay. Just give me a thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs okay. Up. Good stuff. There's a dog out. Okay. Go get. Go get the dog. Go get the dog. All right. All right. Uh, cheers to our producer, Mark Riley. Um, fascinating. So no, no. Yeah, I was going to ask him if he's cried at video games, but uh, I think he has. Uh, uh, probably a Star Wars one like me, too. Um, but no, it's great. Sorry. MTV Generation. I got distracted. No, it's fine. I got really distracted. No, it's fine. I was I was also thinking about Mark. I was like, I, yeah. hope, he's, I hope he's good. It's like a plant friend. He is. Kaika, what do you got? There's also Animal Crossing that teaches you about capitalism. Oh. stores, so maybe yeah. that's where Harrison's learning all the stuff from. Uh, well, Harrison has an obsession with logos, you know? Mm-hmm. For a long time, I think I told Josh this, for a long time, his favorite his favorite logo yeah. was Jacoby and Myers. I think like of on him, the billboard. I think the of him every time firm. I see that billboard. Yes. Like, the law firm? Favorite? Yes. He would be like, oh, my favorite! And we were like, what? And he was like, over there! Over there! And we looked, and he's like, Jacoby and Myers! So he's gonna be either in PR or a graphic designer? It's, it's so bad. We had to quit the logos. He's not allowed to look up logos anymore. So now he just draws them. And then he'll be like, um, I drew this logo. And they're really good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Kid's really good. I can't draw for anything. Nils obviously is an artist. So I'm just like, wow, that's a cool yeah. talent that people have that I'll never be able to mm-hmm, understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he'll draw these logos. I'm like, that's so good. He's like, so can I? Can you cut it out for me so I can play with it? And I'm like, damn it. Because it's like defeats the purpose because then he cuts them yeah. out and then he's just all he's doing. And then he has a show. Uh, a, yeah. a fake show, obviously. Oh yeah, the Handy and Nugget show. So he named his hands. <laughs> he named his hands, Handy and Nugget. And I have no idea where it came from. The day we, Nils and I found out that he had named one of his hands Nugget, we thought our kid was like amazing. We were like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to us. <laughs> our kid named his hand Nugget, and that's really funny. It's funny, and he's a comedian, and now yep. he's gonna, probably going to be famous comedian one yeah. day. Yeah, so. got a Netflix special already. <laughs> exactly. So he was like the Handy and Nugget show, <laughs> and we were like. What is happening? <laughs> Dying, laughing, like crying behind the wall, so hard laughing, listening to it. And so now he does this weird thing with his hands where he'll like make logos. And I'm like, it's getting a little out of control, you know? Like he is that kid. Well, he'd like, he'll be like, <laughs> is your kid on acid at Coachella? Like, what's that's, he doing? That's what he does. And he makes, we always go, stop making that face because he does this. He goes, because he tries to watch the logo as it goes behind his head. He tries to it watch the effect. Yeah, and you can always see it. He's always like, and I'm like, wow. oh, God, he's doing that handy and nugget thing. I mean, <laughs> look at him. 
I used to carry on a Fisher Price boombox and interview my sister for a fix-it show, which is weird. Oh, I, I have sweet. no fix-it uh, skills, <laughs> but uh, I, this is fantastic. Yeah. He's got a Netflix sketch comedy show already optioned. Yeah, he's great, and he's he'll you'll just hear him be like, "I think I have to ask the audience, audience." Now that you've been watching the Handy and Nugget show, what do you think? And I'm like, he's just watches way too many like very promotional type things and commercials and all this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So we had to cut that out. Does he watch your stuff at all? Like, yes, he does. Especially if he's in it, and if he's sure. in it, he'll watch it all the time. Right. So there is definitely he loves like the idea of like making a show. He asks me all the time if he can make YouTube videos, and I will let him probably okay. this year start doing it for real. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. one I didn't want to exploit my kid. Right. Without him Smart. at least showing some sort of interest. And two, I wanted to keep it very like, we're not doing this to make a video. Because sometimes when he thinks, says things like, ask my fans. It's adorable because I'm like, oh, that's really cute. Leave a comment below. But also like, you're five. And <laughs> yeah. we're not about to, we're not about to live that life, you know. So, um, so yeah. So I don't know. But it's, okay. it have, it's a very interesting thing about, I don't know where the brand thing started he just loves logos he'll be the first one every single time he'll point out every single logo he'll pick up your keys and be like hey oh my gosh you drive a chevrolet that's awesome ask him what he thinks about the 7-eleven logo he loves the 7-eleven logo because one of the uh letters is lowercase and he will tell you that every time you may have the smartest kid in the world you might have the next genius ad man. Yeah, I don't like or, that. <laughs> yeah, or I don't but like but that. see, like what when I was uh, my parents thought I was going to be a mechanic because I would take matchbox cars and I'd spin the wheels for hours. Yeah, wouldn't get up. I just and they're like, he's going to work with cars. I wish my kid would spin a wheel. <laughs> I want. I just want spin him wheels. to do other it's- things instead of just like fixating on these right. logos. I just I I. I think it's, it's great. Too- if you wanted to advertising, that's fine. I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that's not what I wanted for you. You know, I want you to be a baseball star. Well, I just I want just, him to yeah. like go outside or play, you know. That's a, uh, but yeah, but I also started playing with microphones at three. My dad and I would sit down and record shows. Yeah. So you, you don't know. It's a right. race. It's a race. He might not be a YouTube star, a TikTok star, mm-hmm. or just might be a... Tire manufacturer. Tire manufacturer. <laughs> you don't know. Um, man, this has been fascinating. I mean, we were talking earlier about finishing things. Well, you know what? One thing that uh, Sinead has finished is a mm. podcast lately. You've got your, you got your pro- own podcast going. Uh, mm-hmm. We haven't really caught up since you, you really kind of got this going. Tell, yeah. tell everyone about it. How's, how's it going? Yeah, the podcast is called Let Me Tell You a Story, and it's literally just that. So mm. the whole idea is sitting down and kind of building this idea of like, hey, here's this thing that happened. Mm -hmm. So for the next hour, let me tell you a story about this thing, this crazy thing. And um, it's been going great, actually. The response has been wonderful, better than I ever expected, especially in the beginning. Um, And it's not lost on me that I had a way to like connect with people beforehand. That'll never be lost on me. I I, I mean so much because I know how difficult it must be to release a podcast or a new show or something and just be like, okay, yeah, where are where are the listens? I have nine shows, yeah. eight listeners. <laughs> you're like, you're like, um, excuse me, where <laughs> where where are you? Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. a terrifying feeling. So that will never be lost on me because yes, the listeners yeah. are small, but there are listeners, and I do appreciate that. And yeah. it's been going great. And the show I've been focusing on lesser known. Crimes, a lot of them have some sort of comedic um, element to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of overly dark, morbid stuff. Um, and that's just because I've been focusing on a lot of crimes that people don't know about. 
And sometimes that means it's like in the sticks and murders mm. that mm. happen in the sticks are very bizarre. And yeah, people yeah. do very weird stuff in it, the middle of nowhere. It's a fascinating world. Yeah, yeah. it's a fascinating world. How do, how do you research and find the crimes uh, and, oh, and, and choose that's them. definitely the hardest part right? is that your is that your Monday mornings over coffee just oh, like God it's like Monday Tuesday Wednesday you know it's it's crazy because sometimes I'll just be like unknown crimes and then it'll be like five of the most bizarre crimes you've never heard of and it'll be like Jeffrey Dahmer and I'm like this is not what I wanted it yeah. is insane what people consider lesser like known lesser known. you basically have to just search through newspaper archives and that's kind of what I've been doing but I mean I did a story a couple weeks ago where these two guys go to to do like a murder Mm. and the things that happen to them like they get lost and one of them drives the car into a ditch like he's like they drove all they drive all the way from Michigan to California and then right outside of the California border they're like third they can see the sign he like starts to fall asleep he's like California and he falls asleep (laughs) and he drives into a ditch the car breaks down um and it's like and then in the midst of the car breaking down after you know they drive into a ditch they fix the car they make it to the k they go to the kmart then they can't start the car again and then the guy's like in the middle of all of that and this is like a quote that like in the court records the guy's like all right well at least we're at kmart because i really needed a comb and you're just like you can't make these things up it's- and the stories are just great can we option this as the next Coen Brothers movie? That's what Nils said. Nils was like, how is this not a movie? I, he was like, this is a Coen Brothers movie asking, like begging to be written. And it's like insane because after that, they get lost. They were supposed to be going to San Jose and they yeah. ended up in Oakland. And they were like, they were like, oh, wait, this this is not normal. And then it's just the all the things that happened to these two guys it's next level and you're just like these are the dumbest people you could ever ask to go murder somebody did you and you covered this on the show yeah i covered it okay I, 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 man so for those who haven't heard i don't want to spoil the ending but what 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 crime did they want to commit what what brought them out here what what make them made them wake up and be like getting the getting the chevy we're heading to california to yeah. murder oh yeah and i made that joke a couple times i was like they drove their chevy and nose like don't do it and i'd be like into the Ditch. Uh, they, they came out here for mm, for it was a job opportunity. Okay, let's just say that. But mm. yeah, no, they're mm. dumb as rocks, and it oh, is funny. It, that part is funny. The murder isn't funny. Sure, there is still a victim. But hell, if there are dumbass criminals doing horrible things, then absolutely we should be making fun of those criminals. You know, <laughs> yeah, like exposing them. Yeah. And they did a bad thing, so let's make fun of them. But that's just kind of like where the stories have been going. Right, right. But I would also love to do like kind of like a separate thing talking about missing persons cases because there's nothing funny about missing missing persons yeah. cases at all, obviously. And there's just they're so underreported, especially yeah. in this country. So I that would be like the next venture for sure. That's great. And this is you know again, there's there's points to everything we do. There's themes behind all the things that, that we put out there. So this is. You're highlighting, and you want to move forward some things. I think that's great. I think mm-hmm. it's, I think, that, and that that starts to people rally around those kind of podcasts too. So that's yeah, been, that's a yeah. that, that's a fun adventure. I mean, the true crime genre is not going away right now, and I, it's like no. it's just so it's everywhere. Speaking of, have you watched Heist on Heist on Netflix? I think Grace has. So I don't. Good. I don't watch anything, Sinead. At I'll, all, like I'll, you, like for I really don't. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll play Red Dead on my couch. And Grace has her couch. We have like a dueling piano living room that she came up with, though she she's doesn't like it. So I'm over here playing, and I'll hear every show. 
Yeah. So I think she did watch. Heist. Well, it don't doesn't that suck you in? Because that's how I got Nils to start watching Love Island with me. <laughs> You know, because we watched the British one. We haven't watched the American one, but we were watching the British one a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, stupid English people. And, you know, he's like intrigued because yeah. they're English. So yeah. they'll, say, they'll say something. One week later, that man had the strongest British accent I've ever heard. It was like <laughs> he had gone home or something, you know. He was saying all these crazy things. He'd be like, uh, uh, chicken sounds good, isn't it? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What are you What are you saying over there? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Yeah, he was like, no, no, I mean. I know any, know me. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't even understand what's happening right now in my house. Join um, Oasis. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But doesn't that suck you in? Because that's how I got um, to watch all my reality shows. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, she's watching a lot of uh, um, uh, shows that aren't in English, uh, French shows, uh, oh, so Spanish show. Read. Yeah. yeah I and can't so do that. yeah, and so I can only hear those, and obviously, it only 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 understand so much. But uh, like, uh, was it Secession? The HBO show? Yeah, Succession. Succession? Yeah. Succession. I say Succession. Succession. Um, I I literally heard that entire show. Yeah. But I never turned around. That's crazy. Because I can tell when Nils is doing it. He'll be like, <laughs> and like it starts. And then eventually, I think it was like Real Housewives of Potomac. That was what oh, really yeah. got him in. And he was like, sure. What's yeah. she doing? And I'm like, oh, she's crazy. Like, she's going off. She's crazy yeah. right now. And he's like, oh, okay. And then eventually he went, ah, I can't work like this. And he got up and walked over and sat down next to me on the couch. And, and secretly I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only time I really comment is when I hear like a sex scene. I'll be like, baby. You, you have baby, to turn around when you hear a sexy. That's like you're real. watching dirty programming. <laughs> you're like, what? What are you watching over there? Just secretly watching mm -hmm. the TV. That's one of those things that I feel like no one can resist. You know, it, it's it's also it's just inherently uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, you, know, you have like, to address it. And all I hear from her is just like, "Show me the ween, show me the dong, <laughs> show me the ween," because she wants equal opportunity nudity. Absolutely. Understand that? So she's Absolutely. like, "You better show that ween." That is true. And that's when I know it's really going on. I support that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've come to understand. You know the value and the importance of it on society yeah. of, of shared nudity. That's so on fun. screen. I will do that too. I'm like, oh my god, look at his penis! And Nils is like, what? What's going on over yeah, there? That's what. If you would have been like, nice boobs, we'd have been like, yeah, we're playing the game. Penis, like, what do they? No. The show a ween. Boobs is the main thing. I won't even say anything. He's like, what are you watching? I'm like, nothing. She's fully clothed. She's just running just, through a field. It's just, fine. The, the the radar. She's reading screen. her Bible. Don't look. <laughs> She's studying John three sixteen. For God to love the world. And he's like, oh, come in and watch that. Then. That's like the Mormon kids that used to come by the house and Nils told them they had to leave because I made friends with them. They were at least do like young guys and they were super hot. Well, the, the <laughs> it was like just a few months ago. They would bring me <laughs> pictures of Jesus and I would I have them all over my fridge. Wait and I would really like to I like to talk to them because I was like, let me let me see what's up. All right, what? you guys, what is going on? Why are you coming here every day? So I was talk to them, and then one time Nils answered the door, and, and they went, "Sinead here," and he goes, "You guys gotta go. Like, <laughs> go. <laughs> you gotta stop. Why do you Why do you know her name? Take your God elsewhere. We have enough pictures of Jesus so, and his dad and a few of his uh, disciples all on the fridge. We're good. So how about you stay away for a few months? So so wait a minute, you. Let's take it back to one here. You have been uh, making friends with two hot Mormon missionaries in your town, in your yeah, city Yeah, and they're, here. at first I thought they were Jehovah's Witnesses, you know? Because okay. there is a Jehovah's Witness, and I, sure. I remember Jehovah's Witnesses from Illinois that would always come by the house. Big buildings, no windows. Right, and they just don't, they don't do that as much over here right. in L.A. Like, it's, maybe it's just, They send handwritten letters. Yes, a lot of handwritten letters. And there's a couple yeah. of... 
there's a couple of times just because we do live nearby to one. Mm-hmm. So I thought they were Jehovah Wit- Jehovah's Witnesses. Gotcha. And so fair, I was like, Jehovah's Witness or Jehovah's Witnesses? Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. Um, but I thought they were. So I was like, oh, this is I- interesting. I always love, I love hearing people's story, at least. Sure. I'm just very intrigued by people. That's why you're and in so, this business. Absolutely. So I started talking to them and then I was like, whoa, you're, you're Mormon. That's new. That's something I haven't heard before. I've never seen that. And I was like, all right, why don't you guys come back tomorrow? We can continue <laughs> this. And then they just started coming by all the time. Every day, t- like, we're, we're going to go to like, Sinead's house at 2? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and they'd be like, ride our bikes over. So, Sinead, what do you think about going to church today? I'm like, eh. Nah, but hey, let me tell you this story about these guys that try to murder some people. Imagine. This is the most unlikely friendship in the world. Imagine. I want a documentary series about this. Yeah, I think it's very interesting to, to start real conversations with people that come to your door to talk about religion. You're like, that's cool. So now you told me about God. I gave you your time. Yeah. So now let's talk about something completely different. But yeah, they were great. I would always What do you ask think them. about pickles? <laughs> yeah, they were wonderful. I loved those this kids. Is, no, this is like me and, uh, and, and a rideshare driver. Like, it, I don't talk to every one of them. But I'll, I'll get into deep, deep conversations Really deep with conversations. Yeah, so do I. That's the, the one out of Seattle, the story. I mean, this this guy, he was from Tigray, Ethiopia, t- talking about the genocide there, and he hadn't heard from his family in eight months. And oh, it's God, a horrible yeah. story. But, like, we had this heartfelt 45-minute conversation, and we got out. We hugged each other at the Seattle airport. Oh, that's so nice. And I found him on Twitter, and we're gonna, I'm going I'm, to, I'm, when I go back up to entertain with Ellis, I'm, 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 I'm going to hang out with him. That's so nice. But it becomes, you just invest in someone's life story for at least 20 minutes, you'll find something. You will find something always. always. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, which I think is also a podcast, but I don't know. I don't know. Let's copyright it right now. No let's, one can steal it. Hear that? It. No let's one out it. there? Let's do it. If we see one popping up next week, we'll know it was you. Yeah. And you, you don't want to talk to everyone. Sometimes they're like, I'm good at just like, we were in Chicago, we got in the cab, and like me and Joseph Scrumshaw, my podcast partner for, from Force Center, this guy just started talking basketball with us. Joseph doesn't really know sports, doesn't dislike sports, but just doesn't know it. And I, I don't watch basketball too much, even though I'm a sports fan. But we had like a 20-minute conversation. But uh, yeah, you know Pippin. <laughs> yeah. Joseph's like, you were really good. at. I, he's like, what did that mean? It's like, I don't know if any, whatever, any of that meant. <laughs> but I know Doug, and Doug and I are good now. That's awesome. The amount of Uber, Lyft, or limo driver's cards I have in my wallet. Really? You ever back in Chicago? You ever in New Orleans? Look up Vic. Like I have oh, a ton of Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's like when you go to Vegas and you get all those like <laughs> all the uh, all the nope shit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's actually uh, yeah. I'm going to Vegas soon. I don't do it as much, uh, but there's a game to play with all the uh, cab drivers to find out which strip clubs have bought them. Mm. And you start, hey, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, uh. What's going on in town this week? <laughs> oh, you want to go over to Odyssey? And you'll find out. And then one time. That's so one, funny. One woman driving like a cab minivan. There's like three of us. She goes, hey, don't get, uh, don't, when you get out, hold on a second. And she opens up the back of the minivan and she like moves some stuff and she pulls out an entire box of a, uh, a, 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 a dude ranch catalog. Oh my gosh. You, you take one, take one, take one. Uh, you, you need to drive, call me. I'll get you out here. And it's like, they're on the take. They're on the take, that and they all are recruited. That is so funny. I love that they're like, oh, well, you know, you, you know where you got to go. You know, that is so funny. And so you'll get into that. So if one one of them, I've never even thought about. Yeah. That. So one of them will be like, oh, you got to go over to uh, you got to go to Sapphire Club. Uh, Sapphire is great. And you'll get the next cab, and you're like, hey, uh, what's going on over Sapphire? Ah, bullshit. You don't want to go there. <laughs> you want to go over here to the Tropic of Paradise. <laughs> and it's just and, you, and and then they pull up, and you and then the doorman comes up and he gives them a tenner. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, I like that. It's it's uh, it's just and you get that from talking to people. Yeah, that's so funny. God, I love Vegas. I love Vegas. I, yeah, I'm going. Uh, 
Three weeks, which, you know, masking up, triple masking, whatever. I'm vaxxed and ready to go. But, yeah, we're going out there for Alice's comedy show. And, yeah. and hopefully uh, I'm, I'm trying to get a set. So it's like, but really, I just want to go play the slots. I love slots. Talk to people. What's your favorite slot? Say, say Lord Vegas? of the Rings. Say Lord of the Rings. It's not. It's the Britney Spears one because it oops, sings. You did it again. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, the, yes, it is. Yeah. It'll say, oops, you did it again. You were not. You were just making that up. No, I've 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 played it. Oh, I was gonna say. No, I've played it. I've played like, that yes. and the Titanic slots are good too. The Titanic one's great. Also, Willy Wonka's great. I haven't done that one. I've always always the seen the Willy Wonka it. one. It's like obviously it's what's his face. Um, Gene Wilder. Yes, he's like looking at you like this the whole time you're playing. So you're like, oh god. But <laughs> <laughs> good day, sir. <laughs> yeah, um, but when you, it starts like getting the bonus or whatever, yeah, yeah. the chair starts going like this, and then it goes like. And it's like really, really weird, oh, and all the candy this. starts falling, and then you win a lot of money. That uh, one you win a lot of money on. I uh, I'm gonna see so Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones are my slots. The Game of Thrones one's really good. Dracarys, and yeah. like you're just screaming, yelling. Yes, the Game of Thrones one is really good. And the original Lord of the Ring ones, they've updated it. It's not as fun. You got to find the original one, which is hard. You have to go to Fremont Street for this. What's the? Uh, I love Fremont Street though. <clears throat> Fremont Street, thank you, thank you, because you're hipper than me. Fremont Street, no one will listen to me. No one will believe me. The old, yeah. the old guy wants to go to Fremont Street. Well, that's because people are basic. And so why are you going to go to Vegas and not go to Vegas? And I'm like, this is Vegas. This is the first Vegas. This is the first Vegas. Um, not Fremont your Street's over wonderful. There. It's, yeah. And it's a riot. Walk yeah. into that freaking um, casino and mm-hmm. it is so... How you are not entertained just by walking in there, to me, is mind-blowing. P- the people watching is just The people watching amazing. is top-notch. But Fremont Street is where you get, like, the real... Real tourists coming in with the fanny packs and the jean shorts. There's like, oh, you know, we can't go down to that strip thing. You know, it is just too busy. We're gonna stay here. Yeah, Bob, Bob. We're, we're gonna let's be at go the down D. to Fremont. We're at the D. Harris, the Binions. Yeah, I mean, I think Nils introduced me to dive bars, and he was very stubborn about mm. that. He does. He hates clubs. He hates everything. So when we started like dating, more and more. yeah, he was like, I only do dive bars, just so you know. I only do dive bars. It mm-hmm. needs to be a hole in the wall, otherwise I'm not going. And if you can go to things that you want to go to, but just so you know, this is how our relationship will work. And I was just like, whoa, fine. But now I love dive bars. Have you ever been to the Double Down in Vegas? Absolutely. Order. Yeah, have you drank the, drank the ass, ass, juice? ass juice? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you can't not, if you're going to go to Vegas. Wow. So many times. I never knew Sinead and I, Sinead and I had this in common. This Dude, is amazing. I don't, I, first of all, Nils was like, I'll give you five bucks <laughs> to drink the ass juice. When we first walked in, I was like, ew, no. Then like an hour later, he's like, I'll give you 10 bucks. And I was like, maybe. And then by the time we're leaving, he's like, come on, they're about to close. Drink the ass juice. And I was like, I'll do it for free. Like that, you know. Like, <laughs> I'll drink the ass juice for uh, free. It tasted like absolute butthole, you mm-hmm. know. It is, it really does. It's- it really does live up to its name. Like, it is so disgusting. Yeah, because they, like, well, they just dump a bunch of yeah, junk they, in there. Yeah, from all the drinks that they've made for right. the night, they're just taking the leftovers and yes. they put it in a big vat. And then they just scoop it up like it's mm-hmm. freaking high school punch and they pour it into a mm. thing. It costs mm. like $5 or something like that. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Let me tell you, I was drunk but not hammered. I drank that ass juice and I was on another level. I wasn't like belligerently drunk. I was like hyper drunk. And I was like, (laughs) what the hell is in this? To the point where we went to like CVS right after that. And I was like the happiest person in the entire world. But I was so, I kept looking. I was like, Nils, Nils, I'm drunk. I'm so drunk. Was it it packed when you went there? It was 
packed. Yeah, see, we, we went there early, and it was I go every year for a pro wrestling convention. So it was me and my buddies, and we had just come from a pro wrestling, pro wrestling event. One of them is a, is a police officer, but also a pro wrestler, and he's a hyper macho Italian, always ready for a fight, and he's armed. And then we had one of my friends who dresses up as Curly Bill, so he had a cowboy hat on and, like, a vest, and my other friend in a kilt, and then me and one of my other friends, Barry, sometimes in chat here. And um, the locals did not like us and came up to our table and just were, like, over us, and they were just like, this place has gone to shit. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. But can I have your ass juice? Can I have ass juice? <laughs> yeah. And then that's, we ended up having a great time. Nils is, like, absolute one of his favorite dives is the Double Down. I love that. It's a great place. It's a great place. Check it out. Dive bars. Talk to people. You know where you can discover people is just on the street. Talk talk to guys. Do you know Jimmy at 7-Eleven? Jimmy's great over at 7-Eleven. He wants to come on the show. Jimmy? Jimmy at 7-Eleven. Oh, that's nice. Have him on the show. What are you guys doing? Yeah, you know. You know, he always sleeps in his car out there during his shifts because he works like 20 hours. Damn. He'll, he'll see Grace and I walking, holding hands, and he'll come out and be like, hey, I want to hold your hand. He's talking to me. Aww. I want to hold your hand. So it's uh, it's fun. Anyways, this has been fun. We're almost out of here. We're almost out of here. Uh, been a lot of fun uh, b- bonding with Sinead over ass juice at a Vegas bar. I, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me about drinking ass juice, honestly. It's <laughs> it sounds so bad. But yeah, I don't know if uh, you might be the first one that's ever been like, have you ever been to the Double Down? And I'm like, Oh my god! Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I just I think I assume that people go to Vegas, and they go to Vegas. Yeah, well, you look, know? there's a lot of different styles of Vegas. You want to go see a show? I don't go see shows. I don't really do. I just play the slots, drink, watch people. We are the same person in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, occasionally I'll, I'll go to a gentleman's club just to people watch there. I've had great, I had great conversations <laughs> imagine, with a dancer one night. I can imagine the yeah. the stories in that place, especially well, in Vegas too. Well, this is like years ago. Once she sat down, a group of us, they do the hey, you want to dance? And I was like, no, and I was like. Eh, I, I promised my uh, promised my girlfriend I wouldn't wouldn't do that. And she sat down with me. And she goes, "Can I have your drink? My Red Bull?" And I go, yeah. And we talked for twenty minutes, and she just started talking shit about every customer in the room. Yeah, because they probably get locals. Yeah. They probably get regulars yeah. all the freaking time. Yeah, and then we shook hands and she left. Like like it was great. That's dope. I love that stuff. We'll all be in Vegas soon. We'll take the show on the road. Well, the Blue Wire Studios out there. When you can yeah. you want to go to Vegas? Yes, I had to cancel my Vegas trip in December. Because other people didn't want to go, or no, it's just expensive. I mean, there's also plague going yeah. on. So yeah, it's yeah. probably fair. A uh, lot of fun having this conversation today, Sinead. Uh, great. You can keep those donuts. <laughs> They're yours. Thank you so much. Have a good lunch. You know what, Josh? You've never gotten me donuts yeah. like you, this before. What have you done for us, Bakuga? He definitely has gotten me donuts. Sorry, yeah. I take it back. I take yeah. it back. We love Josh, and we miss Josh. And he'll be yeah. back tomorrow, uh, uh, planned right now. Now, uh, some programming updates for all of you. Uh, Ikaika is leaving after the show today to go on a little much-deserved vacation. Ikaika is the only one who's here every day, every hour. The rest of us a-holes just come and go as we please. Mm-hmm. Um, Ikaika's here, so he deserves a break. So because of that, no afternoons today or even Ken Goes Live. We're going to take a break from that. Uh, Josh will be back tomorrow, but we probably are not going to be doing a Josh, but in fact, I can tell you we, we aren't. Why did I say probably? I, I know that. You're trying to you're trying to like lay it on easy. Yeah. And we probably you know probably. actually I already know we're definitely not doing it. I got a phone call yesterday from Josh. I'm thinking I'm not doing a Josh video. That's a good idea. I just lied. I lied. No, that was true. That's true. So uh yeah, no Josh Uh we we just got a lot of things going on. Uh I got a family thing on the uh, over the weekends I gotta deal with too. So we're all our minds are all in different spots. We're gonna we're gonna go low a little bit here. Why Ikai could gets a much deserved vacation, but this was a lot of fun. Don't forget to check out the podcast versions of the show. Search Good People Association wherever you find your podcast. Don't forget afternoons with Josh Ken and Amanda has a its own feed and casterly talk my game of thrones ice of fire podcast is back up and running via blue wire on its own feed as well visit the gpa.fun for merch memberships and more 
Sinead, tell them again where they can find your podcast. Yeah, um, it is called Let Me Tell You a Story. You can get it wherever you listen to your podcast, literally everywhere. So go ahead and subscribe to that. And then I'm online at Sinead DeFries. There you go. That's it. No videos that make us smile today because you all make us smile. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, Bye. friends.